So welcome again to another episode of the podcast. We are working in Aves, uh, a podcast that is designed for computational design, uh, sharing with uh, with people about AEC and what are the benefits of using this type of technology. Today we have a, a guest uh, all the way from uh, the other part of the world. We are based in Mexico. This, this today we have Vikram with us, Subaya, if that is pronounced uh, correct. Uh, it's an amazing computational designer. He's been like um, uh, sharing a lot of, of samples in the forums, sharing a lot of the benefits or, or crazy things that you can do with uh, design scripting. And our conversation will be about design scripting, hoping that uh, we can share the best information and the best outcomes so everyone starts to, starts to understand better what's the purpose of using computational design. So welcome, Bikram, and uh, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Samuel. Yeah. Yeah, so can, will, will you tell us a, a little bit about your background, Vikram? Uh, how did you start with design scripting and why are you so passionate about it? Okay. Uh, it should be about seven or eight years ago. I mean, I, uh, I was kind of... Uh, came across Dynamo and uh, that kind of introduced me to the world of uh, computational design. Uh, I've been using Revit for a very long time before that. I mean, I've probably been using it for about 15 to almost 20 years, probably. Uh, and, uh, and, and Dynamo and the power of Dynamo and, uh, to kind of, uh, do uh, do things in Revit computationally without really manually uh, modeling uh, stuff was very impressive. Uh, so it started with that. So uh, and then slowly over the years, I mean, uh, was introduced to text uh, textual programming, which is the de uh, design script, and uh, and started uh, building uh, expertise and uh, seeing the value of it and, and building up on it. So, so that's been my journey, uh, basically. And I found a lot of value. Uh, I mean, I saw a lot of potential. And I think uh, you see a lot of potential in these things initially. Uh, and then uh, uh, building up on that potential, I mean, is I think is a, it takes time and it takes a lot of effort and a lot of dedication. Yeah, totally. It's not, it's not something uh, that... In my experience, people doesn't really get it like in, in two in two days. It's something that uh, we have to understand. We also have to learn the language itself, uh, how to uh, put ideas in a different format uh, to what we are used to as architects or engineers. Uh, normally, well, I, I think in something that I, I, I believe we are a bit similar is that uh, we both start like uh, just playing with it, you know, discovering the software and. Uh, starting to jump to it, but like the information, it, it was not like, um, well, back in the day, especially when, when Dynamo came out and uh, people stopped playing with it, the information was uh, not that much as we have today. So it, it was different, right? Yeah, uh, very true. In fact, in fact, there was almost nothing. I mean, uh, you had to, uh, some, sometimes it's an advantage to start with nothing because then you learn a lot more. Because you're, you're, you're looking for a lot more. You're trying to teach yourself a lot more. And you have to discover. There's nobody to... I mean, there's always been somebody to help. because, And that is why these forums and things like help a lot. Because there's always uh, somebody to help. 
but uh, there wasn't as much information. In fact, almost nothing uh, was present when uh, in the beginning. I mean, uh, now there is a lot more information, but then again, now you have to probably filter out the information and see what is relevant to you and things like that, because there's a lot of information now. Yeah, now. Uh, but yes, I mean, uh, but when it comes to design script, if you're going to be specific, uh, if you're going to talk about design script specifically, even today, there's a very, very, very little information out there. Yeah, totally. So that's, that's, that's it. That's the thing. Same scripting is different than the programming language that we have, like Dynamo and Grasshopper. And same scripting, it's, uh, it's yeah. not a way to do it. Uh, design, okay. Uh, say, if you. Uh, now, uh, if you're going to kind of uh, introduce uh, what design script is, I don't, I, I don't think most people even know what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, say when we talk about Grasshopper and Dynamo, immediately uh, those who are familiar with uh, visual script uh, programming uh, would probably visualize nodes and uh, the wires and the connections, and are probably familiar with the concept of building a workflow on a graph. Uh, now. The thing with uh, Dynamo is it is actually, it, it uh, combines another environment also. It's not only the graphical programming environment. It also has a textual programming environment. Mm -hmm. Now that textual programming environment uh, utilizes, I mean, you can uh, utilizes design script, which is a language by itself, which was developed, I think, uh, by Autodesk initially. Uh, uh, and was in, it, is, it was integrated into Dynamo later. Okay, so uh, there is also, I mean, it, it is not to be confused with the Python, uh, with Python also, which is also possible. You can use Python programming also uh, in Dynamo, which is a separate thing from design script. Design script is a separate, it's, it's a different language. It's got different syntax and things yeah. like that. Okay, uh, so that is what design script is. And it's a textual programming uh, part of Dynamo. Okay. Yeah. yeah, naturally, and it is it is completely different. Just like you were saying, like how you text it, how you write it, and that's where we are. We're going to try to well share today and how do you use design scripting? What cases? How how can you implement it? Because totally, you stop using notes. You have to figure out like a, a specific syntax, and um, and it is it is a bit difficult to just start from scratch as well. You know, it's it's harder than doing visual programming. For sure, uh, yeah, and it's different. But it how makes it a little easier, Samuel. Here, here, uh, uh, what transitioning like uh, most people who who get into visual programming, uh, once they get to be good at it, they probably uh, look at graduating in some sense and start looking at textual programming, and they probably look at one of the many programming languages that you have. I mean, whether it's Python, C sharp, uh, and lots of others. Okay. Uh, in uh, for those using Dynamo, I mean, it, if you uh, uh, when you want to transition uh, to textual programming from a graphic uh, from graphical programming, it is easier to uh, to transition to design script. Uh, why? Because one is at the base at the at the core. Dynamo is actually uh, all design script. So all these nodes, there is something you've got a functionality called node to code uh, in Dynamo where if you select a, a bunch of nodes or a single node, uh, uh, you can convert it to its equivalent code. Now the code that it converts it to is design script. Okay, So that is one way of uh, understanding how you, uh, how you can convert 
uh, I mean, the, the same kind of the nodes that you've used, the same programming, how you could uh, do it with textual programming, uh, you could probably uh, figure out by, do, uh, by using node to code and things like that to start with. Eventually, you will not be doing that because that it doesn't make sense. In fact, most people probably use node to code initially just to get rid of the bulk of uh, these, this huge chain of codes and nodes, I mean, of nodes and uh, wires and things like that. So uh, to kind of compress that, uh, a lot of people use uh, node to code to kind of compress it and uh, convert uh, the nodes into uh, design script, but it's got a lot more advantages. Uh, it's not just to compress uh, code that you utilize things like design script for. And what are these advantages that you you will you will say that you have? What are the benefits when you do design scripting versus visual programming? Okay. Uh, one is the concise, uh, making it concise. The other thing is uh, it, you have a few more facility, uh, options available in design uh, when you use uh, textual programming. I'll I'll talk about some a uh, feature specific design script uh, next, but um say when you're using uh nodes basically i mean the style of programming that you, you're utilizing is something called it's it's more like uh an associative style where you're going step by step and there's a certain flow okay and uh one of the main things in in uh in uh design programming uh, is list management basically okay uh i mean Mastering list management is probably uh, the most important thing to really exploit design. Uh, I mean, uh, computational design, really. Okay, now list management is done in multiple ways, right? I mean, so so uh, so while uh, say in, uh, the two uh, major different I mean styles of programming are associative and in and uh, imperative. Now, in an associative style, you don't really work with loops and things like that. Uh, and condition uh, you have conditional statements, but you don't have for loops and while loops and things like that. But you have all of that in an imperative style. Now, in uh, this imperative style is possible only with design script and uh, and textual programming. Basically, uh, there are some nodes that allow it, uh, it in uh, along uh, with no with nodes too, but it's not very convenient. Okay, so uh, so that is one other big advantage. Uh, the the more the larger uh, advantage to me uh, and specific to de uh, to design script is uh, this concept of replication guidance which you have with design script now uh, this is uh, to me uh, almost magical sometimes because it it uh, as i said uh, uh, list management is a very important uh, uh, concept when it comes to uh, graphic uh, to computational design uh, and replication guides help you kind of create combinations uh, within lists and uh, nested lists and things like that uh, very well. It takes time to master and it is not too simple, but it can get very intuitive once you get an understanding of it. Okay, and uh, that is another good thing uh, when it comes to, say, using uh, computation for design, especially because uh, things like uh, Design script, I feel, allows you to kind of, it's more like sketching when, when it comes to coding. Okay, like say, if if, if I look at regular textual programming as, uh, uh, say, a technical drawing, uh, 
construction document and something that is very formal and structured. Uh, things like design script, I think, allows you to sketch your code. Uh, it, it allows you to experiment and uh, explore options and uh, and try different variations. And uh, sometimes you'll probably uh, arrive at results that you didn't really anticipate or expect. So there's that little bit of a chance that you can try. Uh, I mean, uh, you could get unexpected results too by, uh, with different combinations of replication guides and things like that. So that's a very, to me, a very uh, underexplored and a very powerful feature of uh, design stream. And it, it's it's really great. One of one of the things that I really like about design scripting is the how fast the difference is between uh, visual programming code and a uh, design script code. You know, uh, performance is way better. Uh, it makes the computer to, to like I don't know why, but it's definitely using less mem memory. It's improving the the workflow, and it's really easy. Like just like you were saying, once you understand the syntax and once you understand the structure, how you use the list management, which is, I, I agree that it's difficult. It's not that simple as it is. Just like that, we, we start like grabbing notes, change it to code uh, and try to figure out the syntax and just, just uh, step by step. But once you figure out how to structure like the, the same scripting uh, code, it, it's really it's really simple to modify it to understand where the information is to, to see everything just in a small uh, box instead of looking at these uh, uh, spaghettis that we tend to do sometimes. Uh, exactly. you know? And exactly. it, it's it's wonderful like uh, that that kind of like because um, at the end of the day, visual programming is just uh, even if it's not just flying the in the platform, it's it's just also a structure of the the information you are using. So if you send it to design script, well, you have it in a really, really concise, just like you say, like uh, way, and it's just beautiful, like the power of it. Basically, they're all, they're both the same. It's just two different interfaces. Uh, uh, but uh, I think the nodes are a very good uh, way to kind of enter this world of programming and things like that, especially for those who are completely unfamiliar with it and who kind of uh, sorry about the background noise. And, uh, My neighbors just uh, right. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, so so basically, I mean, uh, the barrier is uh, is lowered basically with graphical uh, programming, and um, and from there, I think you just need to take it uh, forward and take uh, take it way beyond. In fact, and that's left to you. Really. Yeah. I mean, it depends on uh, on every individual. Uh, uh, how how far they want to take it, or uh, what what they want to specialize in. For example, you could if you're looking at uh, programming uh, with respect to a software like say Revit and things like that, and you uh, you can use uh, Dynamo to mostly automate Revit tasks if you want to. I mean, which is what I think a lot of people do. I mean, and yeah. which is where I think Python and C Sharp and things like that uh, come in. But if you're looking at programming uh, mostly from a design point of view. Uh, and you're not interacting with the software, uh, with uh, some other software, uh, then uh, things like design script, which have been built from scratch to uh, cater to, say, the design uh, designer community, I think is very adequate and very powerful once you really get to, uh, once you really uh, explore and exploit the available tools mm. as it is itself already. No, it's 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 it, it is it is true, and um, that's, that this comes with a, another question for 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 you today, Vikram. Like, uh, how do you how 
what would you say about like using Python uh, versus using design scripting? Like, is there like a difference on the goals or the methods, the results, probably the the workflow? Or how do you see it? Uh, see, uh, which is where I spoke about uh, the imperative style and the associative style. Now, Python is mostly uh, imperative. Like, for example, uh, uh, I, I said this earlier too. I mean, uh, the imperative style is where you kind of, uh, if you've got a, a, a bunch of things, you pick out each thing. Uh, test it and then put it in, in a certain slot. I mean, based on the way you want to categorize something. But say with the associative style, you take everything together, push it, uh, pass it through a filter, and it kind of uh, distributes itself based on uh, maybe the grid size in the filter or something like that. Okay, so uh, visually, that's the way I look at uh, these two different styles. Okay. And to me, as a designer, I feel that the associative style is a lot better when you're trying to design something. And But Python, uh, the other way I look at Python is, I mean, like uh, Python is more, uh, like say if uh, uh, the design field is a lake or a water body, uh, Python is more like an amphibian. I mean, it's like a turtle. It or maybe it's like like a human. I mean, you can swim very well in the water and things like that, but you're not meant to be only in the water. I mean, you are for everything. So it's a universal kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Now, things like design script, it's like a fish. You can't take it out of the water. It doesn't work well outside water. Yeah. I mean, it does, <laughs> but it is meant to be in that water. Okay? okay. So it is meant to be in the design field. Python has so much more support and it tends to uh, it sometimes is faster uh, and uh, in terms of efficiency it is better okay but uh, that is for different kind of tasks but if you're looking at uh, purely tasks uh, with, which are graphic and th uh, where you're thinking graphically like if you're thinking about line intersections and this is what i'm getting from this point to that point if you're thinking graphically i don't see why you, you would want to uh, i mean i I would do that very comfortably with design script. And I think it would be a bit of a struggle to do it with Python within Dynamo. I'm, uh, I'm mm. not so familiar with how you're doing it outside. Uh, but within Dynamo, I think uh, uh, this is a great tool, basically. Okay. Uh, you, you can't take away from Python, though. It's got so much functionality and so many yeah. libraries and things like that. So it's got its own advantages. So it's... It's not really fair to really compare the two. And there's no real comparison. Yeah. It should not be comparing. It's, they cater to two different uh, requirements altogether. Yeah, in, no, in some sense. Yeah, there is an overlap. There is a huge overlap. But okay. uh, I mean... Uh, no, I, I, do agree. I do agree with you. Like At the end of the day, Python, it's, well, it's different than design scripting. You probably both are programming languages. Both are like a text... Uh, Languages that uh, with specific type of syntax, but it's, it's it is true that uh, design scripting is 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 meant to be inside this platform. While Python doesn't only work with the Dynamo; it's working with uh, other libraries outside the Python, and it's it has all the support like you were saying that you can use also in your projects. But uh, design scripting and, and Python, I I I do agree that is is you probably can use the no codes inside Python. But, uh, yes, you can use Python within uh, Dynamo, and Python is powerful, Samuel. I mean, you yeah. can't 
that I mean you can't. I mean, if you really want to exploit, you can exploit Python's functionality within Dynamo for sure. I mean, yeah. And it is huge. I mean, there is a lot to explore. Okay. Uh, but if you're just breaking the, uh, if you're just breaking into this space and things like design script is good and you can take design script also very far. Uh, yeah. uh, but it will probably, uh, you will be restricted to uh, Dynamo because to work with design script, you have to work with Dynamo. You can't, I mean, that is the interface you need. Okay, so That's you right. need uh, a Dynamo installation, otherwise you're not going to be able to work with design script. Yeah, no, and, and I think also like, it is really nice to think about what these new tools like generative design uh, that uh, Revit is, is bringing to the, to, the, to the software and all these tools, like how do you use actually design scripting to create generative design? You know, I think when you start like it, mixing the technologies that are, are there, like you start like, building really powerful yeah. script. The, the, way, uh, the way generative design is built with, uh, I mean, by Autodesk at least, I mean, it is completely based on your Dynamo graphs. Yeah. And it depends on how you build the Dynamo graph. You need to structure it properly and things like that. So that graph can be done with nodes or with design script. I mean, it's uh, it's effectively the same as long as you've got the right inputs and the outputs and the workflows right. Okay, so it, it is integrated. I mean, so design script is integrated in, in that process. In in and and about when, when we talk about design, Vikram, uh, how do you use design scripting to create your own designs or to create the, the or to assist in your own projects? Do you use it? Uh, do you mix it? Yes. Do you play with it? Yes, I mean, in fact, uh, uh, this is uh, where I say that when you first discover a, a tool or a software, uh, in this case, uh, which is when you are really excited, and I think that is the phase that you should exploit because you're really ex excited and you try a lot of things. Okay, so now to me, I mean, uh, the ultimate thing to me when I kind of discovered this tool was uh, to kind of uh, generate designs that are completely uh, rule-based. I mean, where there is almost zero uh, intervention. I, I, used, I used to consider myself, or I still do consider myself as, as, as a very good designer and things like that. Okay, but uh, to swallow your ego and to allow uh, uh, your, the process or the rules that you're building to, to kind of generate a design, uh, is a very challenging process, okay? And when you uh, and when you discover uh, discover a tool that kind of has the potential to do that, uh, it is it is so much fun, really. I mean, to kind of uh, try to get it to do what you want, okay? So so yes, I mean, it, uh, uh, but implementing those designs will be very difficult because very few clients are going to really accept uh, things like. Uh, though what I tried initially is. Uh, like say for competition projects and things like that, uh, like a museum which is generated completely uh, by just uh, taking uh, parameters such as the site boundaries and uh, uh, vantage points and uh, say views and uh, height restrictions and uh, and lots of uh, such things which you can, can which you can kind of translate to graphics in terms of say uh, lines of sight could be lines. Uh, from one point to the other, and then you have uh, planes which kind of cut off uh, uh, thing. What uh, solids uh, uh, to, to kind of say that? Okay, fine. Uh, this uh, this cannot be above a certain height because it cuts out the view from this point. 
So, so things like that, you can utilize uh, concept figure to kind of generate your design, your massing and things like that. And then even the internal, in, internal spaces, I mean, how, how you uh, control your massing uh, or the uh, extent of the spaces, the heights of the spaces and things like that. I mean, it's all rules, completely rule-based. Uh, and these things happen as you're doing it. I mean, you come up with these rules, uh, you have a broad set of rules and then uh, within that, a subset of rules and, and things like that. So you can do a lot of things. Uh, but as I said, I mean, uh, such things are more academic and you do it uh, for the, uh, uh, as of now, at least, I mean, uh, or uh, until you really uh, reach a stage where you're able to create something that you can get executed uh, as it is on site. So, uh, so what I've really managed is not things like that. What I've managed to really execute on site are smaller things. I mean, components of a design, like say, some, some fabrication, uh, which is a part of the design, not the entire design, yeah. or maybe uh, one part of the facade or some some features and things like that. So, which is what, I mean, so it, it's done in parts. I mean, I've managed to uh, implement parts of uh, designs which have been completely computational. But the entire planning process is something that I've been working on for quite some time. I haven't yet managed. Uh, it's more a research project still. Yeah, and it's... But and it's... It's even possible only because I'm exploring uh, these tools. Yeah. If, and, if I hadn't been exposed to these tools, I wouldn't even be thinking about things. Yeah. And that's that, that's a great thing about these tools. You know, like they, once you start playing with them, once you start having fun with them, that's when you start like getting really into it. And that's, and, and it makes you uh, do this research to learn how to do this, learn how to move this, learn how to explore this. And that's where I think. Also, architecture is it's changing. Uh, well, I, I I do believe that architecture is changing, and we are like starting to see more like um, difficult and more complex projects. Uh, also, trying to achieve better uh, performance uh, based on the based on the orientation, based on the uh, side of the project, etc. But I think all these elements that are that are growing in the EC industry it's because of the tools that we have today, because we are having access to use really powerful tools that uh, help us to do these crazy shapes of design that are possible to do, just like you were saying, but it's definitely an exploration. And, and before we, we are able or before getting, a, getting capable of, of building such things, we have to explore them. We have to play with them to see how, can, how these crazy ideas can be taken to the reality, you know? Because that's also like a, a different a different game, you know. Like a design scripting, uh, it's helping us to do things that are super complex in a couple of days. That if you try probably to do in reality, it will take uh, at least months, at least, uh, to to just have a, a small scale of a sample, you know. Yeah, no, lots lots of things. If you look at it, Samuel, I mean, uh, most uh, things are uh, uh, most complex. Uh, facades, let's say, for example, are really a composition of uh, panels, right? Yeah. Uh, so in some sense, and that is a pattern most in most cases. Now, creating those patterns is uh, is one of the skills that you need to acquire. I mean, and uh, you can customize patterns and things that once you, and that actually comes, boils down again to list management, by the way. I mean, uh, it's basically managing and connecting lists of points with lines and or other uh, elements and things like that. And, uh, uh, and that is uh, is good fun. But another, uh, another, to touch on another thing that you uh, 
uh, touched on basically to, uh, to elaborate on something else, is uh, about how uh, using these tools nowadays to kind of analyze and things uh, uh, computational analysis and based on that you kind of optimize buildings and uh, uh, building performance and things like uh, what is done mostly nowadays is you design something and then you analyze it okay so it's always and and then uh, optimize now with a computational design process using tools such as what we've got now i mean uh, you can actually try to integrate that entire process uh, into the conceptual design uh, process itself i mean so from the start you could you could start analyzing and optimizing for solar energy for example or uh, acoustics or whatever so it can be part of the process so the design itself is uh, could be driven by those parameters rather than you mm -hmm. analyzing it after designing and then optimizing for it you could probably uh, guide the design itself with uh, with those parameters so that is something that uh, integrating uh, things like that into a design workflow is one of the uh, I mean, uh, options that we have and which we should be trying to explore. And yeah. solar is the most yeah. common, I suppose, and uh, I'm most talked about, but you could probably do it with so many other things. I mean, yeah. you, could, uh, you, could, you can you do could it with a side, you can do it with uh, nature trees. Like uh, recently, we have, we have a, a sample where we actually have a, a landscape room where where the goal was to plant trees uh, and okay. according to variables that the client provides to us. And uh, okay. it was really fun because the challenge was kind of like different to what we normally do. But it was really nice to figure out like that uh, we can use this type of technology to even like, help nature to grow, you know, and using the using the variables that the requirements like uh, the minimum space required for a specific tree to be optimal in the growing process. Uh, and we played and we built like this this whole uh, few lines of code to do like uh, this development. And it was really really okay. really cool to see that uh, you you don't have limits. You know, you uh, it's not only to build facades. It's not only to do solar analysis. Like you said, you have plenty and plenty of uh, options if you are imagining and you're thinking about it. Because in 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 some sort of way, just variables, right? Like uh, how to play exactly. with exactly. In fact, you're limited only by your imagination. Actually, I mean, as you, I mean, as you said, you just have to imagine. Okay, yeah. and uh, if you can imagine and think about something, I think you can do. But yes, obviously, when we talk, when you have a talk like this, we will uh, glorify these topics more than yeah. it deserves. Uh, but uh, but uh, but I don't think we'll be very far of what it, it's capable of. Actually, we may be mostly underestimating it, even when we try to glorify. Uh, I'm sure there is a lot of potential and we certainly aren't exploiting it adequately. I mean, at least yeah. not the majority of us. I'm sure there are people doing it, but, but uh, uh, there's still a lot that all of us can do, a lot more all of us yeah. can do. No, and, and, and for example, like uh, just, just like you were saying, like uh, probably nowadays we still find a lot of information about notes, codes, uh, visual programming in the forums. But it's still really hard to find design script uh, information on how to do like uh, like things, and and that's something that uh, we've seen you in the forums. Like I think those who really play with Dynamo, you're always uh, sharing with people. Like even well, don't you don't literally provide solutions for them, but you really provide a really helpful guide on how to do it on the design script workflow and things like that. Samuel, you know, as, is, as I said, I mean when I started, there was hardly any information out there. 
And it is only because of people who helped me out on the forums yeah. that I kind of managed to, I had zero knowledge of, of programming. I mean, I was one of, I mean, uh, when I got out of school, uh, programming was not part of the curriculum or it was, but it was very, it was very early, really. I mean, yeah, like, uh, so uh, pre hello world, right? Like, <laughs> It's not even that. <laughs> I mean, believe me. I mean, so basically, I mean, I had to start from scratch. Yeah. Really scratch. Okay. And so with somebody who had no knowledge and no real resources available, people on the forum helped. Okay. Yeah. So this is just, I mean, uh, what I'm doing now is just paying back really. Yes. Okay? So it's really nothing more than that. And, and Bikram, like, uh, to give a, a, a little change to this topic of design scripting, but uh, keeping on design scripting line, uh, how do you see design scripting being part of our, an organization or a company? Do you see like, uh, like teams of just design scripting in the future working inside big, big companies, small companies? It would be great if that could happen, but it's going to be difficult to convince people to do that right now because even now, I mean, it's it, there are so few people who really work with design script uh, that uh, I mean uh, people are more interested in knowing whether or not you can convert the design script to Python or something else. Okay, mm -hmm. so uh, uh, but so I would look at it a little differently. Now, mm -hmm. say if you got a bunch of programmers, I mean every all companies are moving towards. Uh, I mean, there's all companies are a lot more technology friendly now. I mean, I'm talking about design firms or uh, AC firms a lot more technology friendly now than they might have been earlier. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think it's their choice. They, they're forced to. And, uh, but there still are a lot of people who probably are good at working with software. Basically, I mean, uh, specific software, but I don't really uh, know how to customize things uh, yeah. or make things work for them. They would probably work with the tools avail made available through the companies that provide the software. Uh, now, uh, it, it will not be very difficult for uh, all of these people uh, with no technical or pro uh, programming background to uh, kind of first be introduced to uh, visual programming with say Dynamo or Grasshopper or, or, or tools like that. Now, once that is done, I mean, everybody wants to move ahead. I mean, nobody, I don't think anybody will ever be satisfied with once they master that they want to go ahead. Okay. I mean, so the next thing almost certainly is textual programming and almost everybody would probably want to go to a more universal language, mm -hmm. but the bridge between that could be design script and those who uh, are not, uh, who are not uh, too keen on exploring on application app development and things like that, who are looking at mostly a, uh, a programming language for design, they'll probably stick to design script and exploit it. But it is very, it should not be very difficult to kind of train people on design script or, or for people to learn design script by themselves. Because once they, as, as we discussed uh, earlier, uh, if you're programming with notes in any case, it's not very difficult to use note to code to kind of get your design script and kind of understand how things are working. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good transition and you can stick with that. But I don't think there's enough publicity. So people are not going to be convinced uh, yet that it's adequate. Uh, okay. But it's still, uh, programming is still more or less the same uh, overall, though uh, here uh, with associative programming, it is slightly different, but most programming concepts are still the same across all languages, right? I mean, we don't yeah. have uh, object-oriented programming here, but still, I mean, uh, 
to a large extent, most of the syntax and thing that is similar. Yeah. So I think it's a good way to kind of for uh, for companies to uh, to build a pool of technical people with very little effort, really. Yeah, yeah. No, it's and it, and it's true because also like uh, I think like uh, I will say that people like us that we are more in this technology side of the of the software playing with the software doing code with the software and. We kind of like have like a, a, a different mindset rather than the like the people working inside companies working in the sales department or working in the design department, right? Because uh, there's like a difference that uh, on the on the thinking uh, process that each one has, and uh, definitely I agree that it's 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 kind of a, it will be complex to combine it. But uh, as you as you were saying, also I do believe like technology is getting. Not only friendly with, with companies, but also becoming more and more uh, indispensable, like fundamental for the company to operate, for a company to work. And I think like uh, we are we are looking at a, a breakthrough right now. Like uh, we we see it in LinkedIn, we see it in Twitter. People sharing more about the things that they are developing, and it's a uh, it's definitely something that is been growing, but slowly, but like not as fast maybe as we would like to. Uh, but it's yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. There's this other thing, uh, Samuel. I mean, all, all software basically is developed uh, for us, really. I mean, uh, and it's mostly, uh, I, it it would be good. I mean, like uh, graphical programming, I think, is one of the few things where the AC industry is probably ahead when it comes to technology compared to most other industries, uh, mostly uh, due to grasshopper and things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. But otherwise, we are mostly catching up with technology, uh, and uh, tools are mostly being built for us uh, by people who are not necessarily completely familiar with uh, the yeah. thinking that you, you were talking about. I mean, uh, so it would be good if uh, you build a pool of people who are who know how. To, I mean, who think creatively, yeah. and at the same time. Uh, have an understanding of the technicalities of uh, the software. Uh, and you might end up uh, with a hybrid of people who can build better tools. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, makes, uh, makes sense, honestly. Like, uh, together. that will probably happen over a period of time and it's not going to happen immediately. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm sure we will have people of, like, for example, me, myself, I'm not very enthusiastic about building my uh, software development skills. I mean, really, uh, though it does interest me, I mean, but I'm not really interested in building an app or something like that. I'm more interested in seeing how I can use code to design better. That is yeah. my focus. I yeah. mean, that is what I really want to do. Okay. I still look at myself as a designer. I still don't look at myself so much as a programmer. Uh, but I I strongly believe that programming can be a, a very good design tool. Okay. okay. And uh, how to combine the two? I mean, as you said, I mean, thinking is, is quite different. I mean, and uh, uh, getting a mix of the right mix of the two kind of thinking is a challenge. I don't think it's yeah. going to be, it's, it's not that easy because you, you can get carried away and go completely off and, and be very technical and yeah. forget about the abstract or, or, or the kind of, more aesthetic aspects. How do you capture aesthetics is still a challenge. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, like we talk about AI and artificial intelligence and things like that, but as long as we don't get to creative intelligence, 
it's going to be very difficult for computers as such to com- completely take over our roles really yeah, as yeah. designers yeah, and, and that's that's uh, another subject that are still de- being developed by multiple people with multiple functions uh, also ai is uh, I, it's well today is not our topic but uh, def- definitely like um a, a process that uh, needs more time to keep evolving, just like the same scripting is evolving. Like uh, yeah. we need to understand how the technology works. Uh, that's the first, the first step. How can I use it? How can I uh, play with it? Uh, and that's that's already like a really big uh, part of the way, you know, like uh, figuring out how to use the technology and figuring out how to use the language. And once you know that, yeah. like, then this whole new process of, okay, now you... You know, like uh, you have a good level of it, you, you have a good understanding of it, but then you you have to start with exploration, with testing. Uh, uh, one of the things that uh, happened to me a lot when I was starting to to do uh, visual programming and coding is that I used to just start like doing tests of uh, just playing with things and uh, like having an idea of something that I wanted to build, and then the result was kind of like similar but completely unexpected to. To yes. what I was hoping, and it, that was like really, really fun and really interesting to see this, uh, this sort of approach of uh, how technology actually behaves, you know, and how shapes ch- change. And uh, no, computer literally shows you, you know, like the result. No, you have lots of happy accidents, basically. I mean, uh, yeah. lots of <laughs> things you don't really do it intentionally, but it comes out to be uh, good. I mean, and uh, uh, I think that's part of the process. And that's a good part of this computational process, especially uh, simply because there's lots more scope for those happy accidents, basically. Uh, no, and, and, and how how we and how we use them the accidents to actually learn for the next experiment, right? Uh, yes, that's 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 a, that's that's something that I really like about design scripting in general. Like uh, play with it, uh, use it, and you see some stuff. They work, they don't work. I don't. I I never think like. Uh, uh, process doesn't work. I actually think like every single step that you do is it was worth it. Every hour that you spend uh, trying to teach, trying to learn, trying to do something, it's a it's a good learning. I don't think any time is ever wasted, Samuel. I mean, especially yeah. when you're learning something. I mean, uh, uh, even if you go half the way, I mean, you still learn something and you'll utilize that learning in something else that might interest you. Even if you decide that this is not for me. Uh, yeah. That learning, you could still apply it to something else that uh, probably uh, is for you. And uh, unless we try things, we, we wouldn't really know whether or not it's going to work for us or not. I mean, there are a lot. You you can have preconceived ideas as to what something is, but till you really uh, give it a shot, I don't think you'll really know what. Uh, yeah. And also, you wouldn't really know just by just uh, uh, by glancing and things that you have to spend time with anything to really understand what yeah. I can really do. Hey, and what's what's the relevance or what, what would you say is the relevance for an architect or for an engineer the value of design scripting? Like a, is it like a, a change of uh, of uh, design method or what would you say that uh, it's, it's important for architects or engineers? Uh, it's basically, I think, uh, I think you can. It kind of uh, helps you break that barrier of. Uh, uh, I mean, getting into coding itself is is uh, uh, is a mental block for lots of people. I mean, and uh, looking at ment- uh, 
it it opens a lot of avenues as i said i mean the whole uh, process of design uh, can end up being an integration of an analytical and a creative uh, conceptual process i mean so uh, for engineers or uh, architects I, i i look at it as a different uh, path uh, that probably opens up uh, when you kind of uh, have these tools available to you and then in and also if you're going to look at it as uh the starting point to maybe even if you're going to look at developing tools using the revit api or something like that it is a start so you're getting into that technicality and then you you help yourself uh, you take yourself in a different direction altogether maybe um, may not be the uh, the path that i have been kind of uh, harping upon during this talk uh you might go your own way but it may be technology uh, it might have a lot with technology to do with technology or you might say that okay no this is not for me i mean uh, my brain is way better than this uh but at least you know that uh you think that you are better and the computer is not doesn't measure up and you you at least explored that option okay yeah. so you might as well do it i mean you uh, you could try it and i think it's something that's good for uh, everybody to try is my feeling uh though if you are very traditional and you are certain that uh the computer is too dumb to kind of do it i mean that's your way i mean it's also, it also maybe uh uh it can corrupt your way of thinking because this this is a different way of thinking that's for sure so yeah. uh if you think it's going to corrupt your uh, thought process uh and you're okay with the way uh, whatever the way you're going is good for you i think you just can't i mean there's no need to really explore this because it's yeah. not for everyone that's yeah. that's also for sure yeah no, it's not um, uh, you, I, you can't just say that uh, everybody can do this yeah no it's, you need a certain way and i think i also believe like uh once we start like using the technology uh we realize about these kind of like fun experiments and and things like that but yeah i agree that it's not for everyone but uh I also I also see or well, I have seen more people now trying to figure out how to use this technology uh rather than before I think uh the community is growing right the the people that is, uh, is yeah everyone is is trying to figure out like the value of it and sometimes uh we publish things like people is like wondering just like uh, okay what is this what what's going on with this technology and and I think that's good for architects and engineers uh especially for the years in the future to come like the next generation probably of 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 uh, architects right where we yeah, will, just, we're going to leave them like uh, a lot of uh had probably built but uh, it is great that more people will so, just access right it's always a process samuel i think yeah. things will keep improving and we just have to play our role i mean we are we exist in a certain point in time and we uh, i mean i'm sure uh, say centuries later i mean we will probably uh, uh, our generations will probably be known for mostly for computation or it basically uh, uh, because i think this was the beginning of that kind of phase in humanity most probably and if we do not exploit that now and if we still say that we're going to stick with uh, brick laying and brick bonds and things like that or just the aesthetics of uh, form and uh, things that i don't see how it's relevant i think we should be looking at how to exploit computation in this era uh, yeah. uh because i think that's what uh, 
that's the identity of this era i mean the time we are in right now at least yeah so it would not be fair not to exploit computation naturally <laughs> and to end our conversation today become uh, what's what's your vision for the future of science scripting why what do you see the science scripting going for the future uh, you have any thoughts about it uh i have no control about the or control over the direction or the road map of design script but yeah. if people don't ask me what design script is say a few years down the line uh, and are aware of what it is that would uh, probably be good uh and i would really want to see if uh, uh more people uh, uh kind of explore uh visual programming in general okay and maybe textual programming uh specifically because textual programming i think is uh, can be a lot more powerful uh, you, you are restricted by the bulk of the nodes in the spaghetti in, in visual programming you wouldn't really be able to do something really complex but with textual programming you will be able to uh, okay. so and with textual programming i would really uh, like to see design script as for designers especially for those who are programming graphically graphically I'm, i don't mean the nodes uh, graphically i'm talking about thinking graphically in terms of points and lines and planes and coordinate systems and things like tools like design script are brilliant for things like so if you are a designer engineer engineer architect product design whatever uh, if you're trying to do something with uh, parameters and things like and uh, some kind of rule based design i think uh, a language like design script is brilliant for that because i think it's built for uh, designers okay yeah totally no and designers like i think those who really really like design are always looking for faster better methods to do to do things from scratch right uh, i think that's a great advantage of design scripting the speed and the power of doing uh not only patterns but uh multiple shapes with uh drawings uh like to these not only about shapes patterns and forms and yeah. i mean it uh, it can do a lot more i mean basically it uh, it uh it could be just analysis of space yeah. and uh, maybe just that, about uh, yeah. circulation patterns maybe i mean uh, or the flow or where you place your doors uh how you efficiently place furniture uh it can be lots of things i mean if i'm looking at application uh it doesn't have to be only to do with patterns and forms yeah. and the the 3d uh the three dimensional volumetric uh, kind of design uh there are a lot of other aspects which are abstract concepts that you uh, take yeah. into consideration subconsciously when you're designing yeah. which you can actually try to quantify and make it a parameter in your design process uh, which is where i said i mean you can integrate analysis into your design process yeah. so it uh, design can be a lot more efficient and a lot oh, more wholesome Yeah, the optimization uh, of can, it. Uh, exploit well. these two. Optimization, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. it is. It is. It is true. Like, uh, I, I, I don't know. I agree with you. I don't know exactly where we're going with the design scripting, with the with Python, with the technology, with AI. But I do believe that uh, it is is the area of computation. It is a time where we had the opportunity to use these tools to explore, and uh, we yes. will we will keep seeing this. Uh, most truly for the next couple of years it uh, might disappear right. samuel and something else yeah. might come in but it's it's a process yeah, we'll i mean know. It's the we'll thought know. and the concept that will live on 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like uh, when I started using Revit uh, back in the days, without any Dynamo, I never expected to see Dynamo, no? right? And now we have Dynamo, yes. but now we are also looking at other applications, like uh, just starting to to push and to to appear. Exploit yeah. machine learning and things like that is just coming into the picture right now. It's not yet. Uh, it's nowhere close to exploit it. Uh, I've got my own thoughts on that, and maybe that's for another day. But uh, uh, but there are lots of things and lots of emerging technologies and uh, things will keep coming up. So yeah. I don't think this is the end, and this is not the ultimate thing. Uh, but it's a process, and we are just, we probably just have to uh, we might as well walk along or run along rather than just stay at the start point and then try to reach the end much later. Yeah, okay, totally. so it, it probably will be a lot more organic if you're just going along. It will, it it's won't true. be very difficult to catch up uh, with everything. You yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, lots lots of things to keep, to keep exploring, but um. It was great to, to to talk to you today, Brikram. I hope uh, people that are listening to this episode they understand better a little bit of how what what's the purpose of design scripting, uh, the difference between visual programming and design scripting, or like another a different language that could be like Python, C, C sharp, etc. Uh, this difference between them, uh, just like uh, today we were saying, uh, design scripting is, is basically, and I I really like your your the way you put it, uh, Brikram, like a it's meant to be in the water. It's like a fish uh, that uh, needs to be in some platform to to function properly. And um, and yeah, it requires practice, it requires things. But uh, definitely, there's like there's the forums. You can reach Bcrime if you have any questions about uh, this scripting, about the possibilities of using it. I will leave the uh, the link to Bcrime LinkedIn just for people to reach out if they if they wanna reach more about the the knowledge, the knowledge of Bcrime. It's definitely uh, well based on, on what I've seen and and what the community have seen. He definitely has a, like a really good level of uh, design scripting, really experience on it. And uh, and thanks for being with us today, Bikram. If there's anything else you wanna you wanna share with us today, uh, please. No, thank thank you very much for having me, Samuel. It is very generous of you to invite me over, and I enjoy this conversation with uh, having this conversation with you. Uh, if the is any help? Yes, I'm. I'm always ready to uh, to kind of uh, help out. Uh, I mean, I would just probably urge anybody who who's listening to uh, to this podcast to kind of uh, give a shot at uh, Dynamo and the uh, Design Script, basically. And if you have any trouble, since uh, if you and you have trouble anywhere, uh, don't hesitate to reach out. Yeah, great. Perfect. Well, thanks everyone for being with us with another episode. We hope to come back with another more episodes soon. And uh, thanks for being with us. Bye.